take off. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In Climbers, I'm your host, Belle Fagan. And this week's case has been asked for by so many after I did a short version on my TikTok account. That video has racked up over a million views with viewers asking so many questions, wanting to know the who's, the what's, and the why's. Was it mental health? Was it just pure evil? So today, we will do just that. Now I'm warning you, it's a wild ride full of deceit, completely unhinged and barbaric. So listener discretion is advised. And above all else, we need to remember that the once full of love and life 21-year-old victim, Reagan Hancock, was a mother that fought for her baby. At the age of 27, Taylor Parker had two children with her then-husband, Tommy Waycasey. However, following the birth of her second child in 2014, she actually had an elective tubal ligation to prevent her from having any more children. But in 2015, due to a cyst, she actually had to undergo a medically necessary hysterectomy, which completely ended her ability to have any more children. Now, she did take the procedure pretty hard, especially as it hadn't been her decision it was in fact her mother that gave the doctors the final go-ahead and it wasn't long until her marriage to Tommy crumbled. She then married a man named Hunter Parker. Now he would go on to testify that she didn't tell him about her infertility until after they were married. Realising that their relationship was in trouble due to this deceit, she doubled down even harder on lies upon lies to keep Hunter from leaving her. She faked seizures, she spent time in hospital trying to convince doctors 
that she had anything from MS to having a stroke to having vision problems. She even lied to friends about having cancer so that they would be surrogates for her. Incidentally, they all refused. Hunter said Taylor told him that they could actually get a loan and use money inherited from her grandmother to pay for the surrogacy. Now, he recalled getting a text from a man named Tim Hightower. If you could see me, I would be doing air quotes because Tim Hightower never actually existed. He was led to believe that Tim would be the one delivering the inheritance money and had texted him to set up a meeting. But Tim never showed. And Hunter was told that it was because Tim had gotten into an accident and that the first responders on the scene had run off with the money. I mean, you can't make this up, right? At this point in the testimony, he was asked if he had believed Taylor. And he said no. He said that the text that he'd received, allegedly, from this man named Tim, had included a photo of a duffel bag full of cash in, I guess, what appeared to be an effort to prove the story was true. Suspicious, Hunter said he went straight to the internet and googled blue duffel bag full of money and that very same image was the first result. Taylor also told people that she'd miscarried twins and that they had in fact hired a surrogate but it had fallen through because Hunter had cheated on her with that surrogate. The lies honestly just kept spiralling and finally her and Hunter separated in 2019. Now, it was at this time that she'd also met 21-year-old Reagan Hancock, who had found Taylor on Facebook when Reagan had been looking for a photographer for her engagement pictures and then later on for her wedding. They did stay in contact after Reagan's wedding, mainly on Facebook, but there were some real-life meetups too. Same year, she also met Wade Griffin and the two began dating. Again, the lies started almost immediately into their relationship. First, she told him that he'd gotten her pregnant, but she'd miscarried. Now, this did actually bring them closer together as they'd leaned on each other for support. However, it wasn't long until Wade grew suspicious of all the stories that she would tell him, and she could feel him pulling away from her. Scared that she was about to lose him, what did she do? She told another lie. This time, she told him that she was an heiress to billions of dollars from oil royalties from her grandfather. And because of this, her mum, who for some reason she called fake Shona, had put a hit out on her and Wade's lives and she was terrified of being alone. So Wade agreed that she could move in. She told him that her mum had gotten the Mexican mafia involved. I mean, she really goes big with these lies, right? She doesn't try and do anything small. Now, Wade did ask questions like you would expect any sane person to. Like, why hadn't he heard about this case on the news? And she said that it was because the police were planning a showdown and didn't want the mafia to be tipped off. Next time he questioned her about what was happening, she said, it's okay, there'd been a police shootout, ending with her mum being shot by police and killed. Lies, <laughs> okay, lies. Because actually during this time, she had actually made inquiries on hiring a hitman to take her mum out. Now, her ex-mother-in-law, Tommy's mum, got wind of this and had planned to go to the police as soon as she could get some concrete evidence. But she never got anything that could implicate Taylor in this plot, so it never went anywhere. Taylor then encouraged Wade to take out loans to expand his hog farm, and that once her inheritance from these oil royalties came through, he'd be able to pay the bank loans back. 
She also promised him a $4.5 million farm and ranch called Pecan Point. The real estate agent, Rusty Lowe, testified that Taylor initially told him that she was heir to the Blackburn syrup fortune when she first reached out to him in early December 2019. So a minute ago, she was an oil heiress, and now she's the pancake syrup heiress. Okay. The property was listed at $4.7 million, and to seal the deal, she would be required to put a deposit payment of $200,000 down. She offered $3.5 million, and the offer was accepted. Rusty said that he dealt mainly with Taylor via text and sometimes phone calls, but that she and Wade had actually come out to view the property together, and both the names were on the contract. However, Taylor used the hyphenated name Taylor Parker Griffin, even though she and Wade were not married. And this being a legal document meant that it would have been flagged down the line as being incorrect. So I don't know if this was done on purpose on her part, so that she knew it would mean that the real estate deal would drag on and she'd have to redo the paperwork and it would just keep buying her time. I don't know, but that to me would make sense as to why she would do that or she was just plain crazy. Wade's family had also already noticed the red flags with Taylor, one of which was why she didn't have custody of her two children. She was always super vague on the reasons, and it later came out that she actually owed Tommy $8,469 in back child support. They also noticed that Wade just wasn't as into Taylor as she was with him, but she'd promised him shiny new things, which appeared to be what would make him stay. And she even did it to them, promising Wade's mum a brand new car. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, this isn't going to come as a shock. The real estate deal began falling through when the deposit wasn't paid. Realizing Wade would leave, she told him she was pregnant again. This time, though, she went all out. She faked urine tests and bought ultrasound pictures online. I mean, just the fact that all of these things are so readily available on the internet just honestly blows my mind. 
She told everyone that the due date was September 22nd and it was a girl and that she'd be called Clancy Gay. She then bought a fake silicon pregnancy belly online. Now, this is where I get mad, okay? Her mum, her dad, her aunt, her brother and her grandmother all knew that she was faking the pregnancy. Because don't forget, it was her mum who had given the doctors the go-ahead to do the hysterectomy. But they did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Shona Pryor, Taylor's mum, testified that she'd found out after Taylor had posted a gender reveal picture on Facebook. And she began getting texts congratulating her on becoming a grandma again. So she texted Taylor and was like, uh, huh? With Taylor replying, just saying, you'll be a grandma. Shona didn't reply. Like, again, this just does not make sense to me. But Shona didn't reply to that text. Instead, she just figured that the lie could only go on for a max of nine months and that eventually Wade would figure it out for himself. (laughs) Like, what? Taylor's brother did try a little harder. He threatened to tell Wade everything, the lies about the inheritance, the pregnancy, the works, if she didn't. But good old Taylor's mum stepped in again and told her son not to get involved and just leave Taylor to it. Now, the following morning, Zach, who was Taylor's brother, woke up to an irate text from Wade spouting lies that obviously Taylor had fed him. He did try to text back and he even tried to call, but quickly realised he'd been blocked. And this blocking would become a theme because any time anyone would try and call her out on her lies, they would be instantly blocked from Facebook as well as their phone number. Even Taylor's ex-husband tried to tell Wade. He texted him about Taylor's hysterectomy. Wade did confront her, but again, I don't know what kind of spell she had over him because he believed her. But it did cause her to spiral, and she began searching online about where new mothers would hang out, and she even attended a teen mothers meeting. She searched online a bunch of car registrations that she had taken from the hospital to see if she could find if any of them belonged to expectant mums. Now, because all the paperwork seemed legit, Wade continued to believe her. And because this was during COVID, no one could actually go into the doctor's appointments with her. So it was perfect for her lies to continue. I mean, I don't know what is up with this guy. Like, he has been cleared of having anything to do with what happened. But boy, people really did try to tell him and he was just not having any of it. Even his mum, Connie, tried to convince him that she did not believe Taylor and that Shona had approached her and told her that Taylor was not pregnant and it was impossible for her to be. But Wade just didn't listen. Now, September 22nd came and went, no baby, obviously, but if you're a mum and know anything about due dates, they aren't an exact science. So she just told everybody that she was overdue and because of this, the doctors had scheduled her in for October 6th to be induced. October 6th comes and guess what? A bomb threat is called into the clinic that she was due to give birth at. Convenient. On October 8th, Taylor went over to Reagan's with a baby gift and a Starbucks and the two hung out. Reagan even posted about it on Facebook, thanking Taylor for the gift and the drink. And the two had bonded over their baby bliss. And Taylor had told Reagan that her new induction date was actually that next afternoon. On the morning of October 9th, Taylor sent Wade off based on another lie. 
She had told him that she had arranged for a trailer full of hogs to be bought from them for just over $6,000. So he began the four-hour return journey with the hogs in tow, and the plan being that he would get back and they would head off to the hospital for her induction that afternoon. Taylor then made her way to Reagan's house. Her phone records show that between 7.22am and 7.52am, a number of texts between the two women had been exchanged. The last time Reagan and Taylor's phone pinged from Reagan's home was 9.14am. Reagan's phone has never been found. Around 8.30am, Reagan's husband got a bunch of strange texts from her and then at 9.30, he got a message from their neighbour to say that their dog had escaped. He tried calling Reagan but got no answer, so something just felt off, so he decided to leave work and go and check everything was okay, but he actually called his mother-in-law before he did that, asking if she could go to the house and meet him there as well. The 911 call Reagan's mum made is absolutely heartbreaking. She found Reagan covered in blood. She had extensive defensive wounds on her hands, her arms. She had five skull fractures, a broken nose, and more than a hundred stab wounds. A crime scene reconstruction at the trial showed that the struggle had taken place in four or five areas of the home, with Reagan eventually dying in the living room. All while her three-year-old daughter had been in the home She'd been beaten with a claw hammer and hit on the head with a mason jar from her gender reveal that had pink and blue sand inside. Taylor had then cut Reagan's stomach from hip to hip and removed both the baby and the placenta. Now, by complete pure coincidence, because it wasn't until 10.18am that Reagan's mum found Reagan, but at 9.30, Taylor was pulled over after a policeman had noticed her driving erratically. While he was flashing her to pull over, she actually called 911 and explained that she had just given birth in her car and needed an ambulance as the baby was struggling to breathe. When she stopped the car, the officer saw a newborn baby on her lap with the umbilical cord coming out from Taylor's underwear, which she'd done to make it appear like she had just given birth. Despite doing an examination and along with blood tests, doctors determined that Taylor had not given birth, but she was insistent. Reagan's newborn baby was viable, but due to having been starved of oxygen for too long, she ultimately died in the hospital. Now, when police at the hospital heard over the radio about Reagan's body being found and that she'd likely had a baby stolen from her womb, they put two and two together and arrested Taylor. Taylor did eventually confess, but said that it was actually Reagan that had started the altercation by pushing her to the ground and trying to prevent her from leaving, and that she was ultimately so injured in the fight that she'd asked Taylor to remove the baby from her body on the spot in order to save its life. So Taylor said she was only complying with Reagan's wishes, and that she had been alive when she left the house. Which, considering Reagan's throat was slit, is pretty obviously a lie. Now, psych evaluations were done to determine whether Taylor was fit to stand trial and if she was a future threat. Now, doctors found that, yes, she was a pathological liar, but no mental illness was found, and therefore she was fit to stand trial. In October of 2022, two years after Reagan's death, Taylor was found guilty of capital murder for Reagan's death and guilty of kidnapping and capital murder of Reagan's baby girl, Braxlyn Sage.
Then the following month, she was sentenced to death after the jury deliberated for literally just over an hour. She is now one of only seven women in Texas to be sentenced to death row. It's believed that the visit that she paid Reagan the day before the murder and kidnap was likely a trial run to get the layout of the house and the best route to get there and back. It was also shown in court that the morning of, before leaving the house, she'd actually watched YouTube videos about C-sections. And again, this led into them believing that she didn't have a mental illness where she just wasn't capable of knowing what she was doing and it had all been on spur of the moment actions. So Reagan's widower has actually filed a civil lawsuit against Taylor and Wade and that suit states that the baby's injuries were caused as a result of Taylor's negligent, careless and reckless disregard and that she'd failed to keep a proper lookout for the baby's safety, failed to stay in the proper lane control her speed and control the vehicle. The suit goes on to blame Wade for being negligent, for allowing Taylor to use his car, knowing that she was a liar, she was unstable, and that she would be a reckless and incompetent driver prior to permitting her to operate his vehicle. The comment section on my TikTok were such a mixed bag. A lot of people saying that the system let Taylor down and that her mental health was awful and that she should have had counselling after the hysterectomy, etc, etc. Now, I actually couldn't find any information to say whether she did or didn't have counselling. I will say that millions of women have hysterectomies without counselling and don't go on to commit heinous crimes. Others in my comments were saying that we can't keep blaming everything that happens on mental health and some people are just downright evil. Now, I'm not saying that she didn't have mental issues. Being a pathological liar is a mental issue. But I don't think she had a psychotic break and was completely unaware of her actions. I really don't. But bottom line, mental health or no mental health, as I said at the start, Reagan deserves to be remembered for the wonderful person that she was and the mama bear who fought with all that she had to protect her baby. Mm -hmm.